All right, <clears throat> I'm just gonna go ahead and get this out here. Hazy would rather, much rather record this on um, on my phone, but I'm going live to save data on my phone. So um, I'm gonna be reading something here in just a few minutes. But this is the question. Uh, the, the title is the ultimate union. One mind, one flesh. The two should become one flesh, one mind, working together as one. Man, there's so much I could say, but I'm going to get straight to it. I'm going to try to get this done in 10 minutes. If you're out there, you're listening, anybody in the spirit, pray so I can get this in three minutes because I've got much to finish out this day, and uh, just going to go with it. Um, I have, the background here is, is I did not really begin to date and, or let me say date, interested in actually reach out and want to connect with someone else outside of myself until I was in my uh, late early 20s really and because uh, I was just trying to figure out why I'm here and all that good stuff like we're got to get oriented you got to know why you're here you got to know the why's got to know the what's the how's the who's in order to have any kind of ability to navigate this crazy amazing maze of uh, an existence we're in right now and uh, I'm going to read this. This is really deep. I wrote it last night, or actually early a.m., about 2 o'clock, as I was trying not to fall asleep. had a couple of errors and typos in it, but I'm going to read through it here in a minute. Um, bottom line is, actually, this is inspired by a video from another fellow YouTuber. Uh, she's got a channel on, and uh, I discovered her a few months back, um, looking into the signs of the times, the GSM, if you don't know what that is, you can always look up GSM, about the signs of the times, and uh, without going back and forth here, uh, this is basically uh, um, inspired by, um, it's, it's something I've known for a while, um, uh, but I, I did uh, get married and divorced to the same woman almost three times, twice, but uh, just trying to make it work, you know, uh, struggling back and forth and back and forth, and the, the struggle is real, y'all. The struggle is real, and uh, and so why? You know, it's a struggle we all struggle with. It's a struggle of my will, your will, or his will, and his will is always right. And so if it's my will or your will, forget about it. It's over before it even starts. If I want to go into a relationship and I want it to work out my way, which is entitlement, it's destined to fail from the get-go. And if you do, uh, whether we're you know male or female, man or woman entering into any kind of relationship, if we want our will and we're not willing to yield to his will and his will is the only one that works, that's the only one way we can have oneness, you know. The whole time, I've, I've, what is his name, uh, what's his name says this, uh, Michael Gallagher, uh, really, really brilliant uh, in analogy. He's taught all kinds of things across the board. He's gone around the world and uh, started a ministry uh, as one a while back, but Bottom line is this, is I've got his, still got his DVD. I listened to this repeatedly while I was going through yet another breakup and separation from uh, uh, the woman I spent the most time with in my life uh, outside of my own, you know, my own family with my mom. and my, uh, uh, But bottom line is I listened to him repeatedly and it really just woo, spoke to me. Sometimes we need to hear things over and over and over and over again until we finally get it. Sinks in, gets rooted, and starts bearing fruit. Okay, makes sense. Oh man, there's so much there. Uh, but he uh, gave an illustration is that we're trying and trying and trying until we make the right adjustment and then just a little adjustment and 
comes together. One. So we're one. We're grounded. We know what's up. We know how to move forward from that point, that point forward. When and only when and only until we realize that we need to humble ourselves, turn from whatever we think's right, and then do it the way he said to do it. Because he is the original designer. He came up with the idea of marriage. He came up with the design of a man. He came up with the design of a woman and how they fit so perfectly together in spirit, which is what we misunderstand the most, but also physically. I mean, hello, lack of glove. <laughs> and without, you know, without going on, uh, on and on and on, um, bear with me here for a few minutes. I'm going to read something. Hopefully it won't be over your heads. Hopefully it'll speak to you. Hopefully, you know, the Holy Spirit will bear witness. He always bears witness to the truth. It'll always be confirmed. We can deny it. We can ignore it. We can push it aside, but it's always true. The truth never changes. It'll always be the truth. Uh, lies are relative to whoever thinks that it's the truth. That's not the truth. The truth is, is when you love the truth, you'll be led to all truth. But if you love a version of the truth, then you will be deceived and deceive yourself and deceive other people. So how easily we can do that. So uh, I've, I had to come to the realization this over the last few years. Um, been years now since, uh, working on years since the uh, final decree of divorce and all that stuff, which is yet another wickedness. It's like, ah, it's crazy. But bottom line is this. This is a good takeaway. I'm also putting this on my YouTube channel. Uh, doing this live on Facebook, but also put on my YouTube channel so I can just transfer it over. And upload it a lot faster. And it may not be pretty quality, but it will still come through. And I will be able to communicate what I know to be true. It could not be more obvious to me. Well, you know, you can go to years and years of counseling and marriage and go to seminars. Holy Spirit hides these things for people who want something for themselves. If I'm going into a relationship expecting anything from anyone other than what is just naturally given, then it's going to fail. And that's what why most marriages fail. Most relationships do not make it. Uh, not saying all, because there are those who people get it. There are uh, there are a small percentage of people who for some reason aren't sharing this, uh, which is another selfishness in itself. If you see a brother hurting and they're down, you should have a, a, a heart cry that sees the person who doesn't see and says, hey, this is the way. Let me counsel you, even to the point of offending the person, because some people, most people, excuse me, are going to shun the truth. They're not going to understand it at first. It's too bright. It's too much because it, it hurts and wounds the false truth we're receiving as uh, the false truth, which is a lie, we're receiving as truth, which causes us all kinds of problems. I apologize, and I don't apologize. The sorry, not sorry, that I move fast. Listen to this again, because I promise it will help you. Um, here's your takeaway. The ultimate union as one, one mind. You know, uh, how, you know how, how is it possible to actually have... You know, a perfect union. How is it possible to be one with someone and to, to, uh, to actually enjoy someone's company and, and not expect anything from them other than what they they give, um, and to always be willing to give. I don't want to go on, so I'm going to get back down to it. I'm going to give a couple other real hel helper points that'll help you in whatever relationship, whatever place in the relationship you're in. Number one, examine yourself. Don't examine your brother, your sister, your husband, wife, boyfriend, girlfriend, whoever you're in a relationship with in that close proximity. That's the closest relationships that there are is between a husband and a wife. Boyfriend and girlfriend is when you're close, but the closest should be husband and wife because it's a covenant of marriage that only God can bless. He cannot bless 
people who are shacking up. There may be a form of that. You may have money. You may have a social life. You may have this or that, but it's not blessed. And it may not manifest now or show up now, but it will show up later. Promise. Okay, God's words and his promises, yes and amen. The consequences are real. The guardrails are there to keep us on the narrow path for a reason. And those guardrails are his word. The guardrails are wisdom. Uh, read Proverbs. Um, by his spirit, he confirms all that. Now, and the, the big, big one is this. How can you be, succeed in any relationship, any relationship, regardless if it's between a husband and wife, a boyfriend and girlfriend, uh, whether it is, uh, you know, you're, <clears throat> what am I trying to say, you're engaged, it, you know, your fiancé, as they say, um, the person you're going to be betrothed, betrothed to and going to stay married with, you know, and all hope and belief that you're going to be married with the rest of your life until eternity, right? Until you cross the, the eternal threshold of, you know, you, you're into eternity. So, ah, there's so much, but the bottom line is this. How can you make it happen? How can you endure that and succeed and not go through the ups and downs and uncertainty of whether or not, whether, whether or not you're going to make it or this person's going to leave and if they're going to really hold on to you and they're really going to be there and they're really going to provide and they're really going to uh, love and cherish you like you know that you really deserve to be loved and cherished because, you know, if the Father loves us with that love that he never leaves us, then if we have him in our hearts, we're never going to leave that person. We're never going to push that person away. We're never going to shrink back from uh, the pain of uh, the pain of uh, learning. Learning is a painful process, but there's joy on the other side. You know, why did Yeshua, that's who we call Jesus in the states, why did Yeshua endure the cross? Why did he endure the pain of that? Why he had a reason? We should always have the, that reason in mind that we're going to get through this. No matter what it is, no matter what it takes, we're going to get through this and we're going to come out clean and shiny like uh, Andy Dufresne did in uh, the Shawshank Redemption. He crawled through a river of you-know-what and came out clean on the other side, right? It's he endured the cross. I'm going back to Yeshua. He endured the cross and the pain and the suffering of it for the joy that was in front of him. What was the joy? Eternal life, get back up from the grave, and also knowing that he opened the door wide so anybody who believes can come into heaven with him when they learn to pick up their cross deny themselves if we're disciples man or woman if we are a disciple we deny ourselves so that means we if the lord is our shepherd we shall not want which means we're not wanting anything from anyone we get it from the father and he provides it through through our spouse or other means uh whatever that that's that sustenance may be whether it's community whether it's uh you know uh, work or, or whatever social life but we deny ourselves and what we want entitlement is a sickness and a disease and a bane of every society i promise you we're sold it from birth we're spoon-fed it as little pretty little lies that go down real sweet but they're bitter in the stomach okay they, they cause us anguish and pain and and uh and a sense of uh unease and unrest and a sense of you know, a, a, a disturbance. We feel disturbed by the not having oneness, by not knowing the person's always going to be there, and not knowing that the person is always going to be uh, endure with us until the end. You know, Yeshua, he said, he loved them until the very end. The end of what? His finite life, his physical life, 
and of course he'll learn, and that's until death, right? They say in death, until death do us part, but people don't understand the vows when they pray them. They don't really mean them, or they don't really understand what that means. They say those vows with a fantasy and fairy tale on the end of it, like a clause that if this doesn't go down the way I want it to, or the way I believe it should, or it went for so-and-so, how can you say my marriage is going to be just like so-and-so's? They were raised totally different than they were. I mean, maybe similar circumstances, but a totally different socioeconomic background. We all came from so many different diverse backgrounds uh, that it's impossible to have the same marriage as someone else. So we should never compare ourselves amongst ourselves. So here's the bottom line kicker is that you got to be humble. Humble. If we're not humble, we're exalted, ourselves above our, our, our spouse or our uh, our spouse, but above the Father, because His order is that things are balanced. His order is that things are pure and they're simple. But we complicate them when we get all these other ideas in here, in here, and in here, and we watch media and we see this and we see a fairy tale, and we watch a stupid movie which isn't reality based. There are some that are, but most fantasy movies where it's fairy tale, where there's a uh, a hero or a heroine, or there is a um, a rom romantic storyline that gets summed up in the end of a two-hour movie that does not reflect reality in your life so don't compare yourself to those characters oh he loves her so much oh she's willing to do anything and she even gave her life for him and he gave her life for her yeah but we're supposed to do that daily die to self if you're my disciples he said you will pick up your cross you'll deny yourself number one pick up your cross which is enduring and dying to yourself and what you want okay Lust of the eyes, lust of the flesh, and the pride of life cause us more pain and torment than I could ever begin to describe. It has me, and it has, and it will you or anybody else who does not submit to this. Humble submission to God and His will, not my will, but His will be done on earth, here in me and in you, as it is in heaven already, which is where we're all submitted to the Father. His will is the will to live out. So if you haven't gotten it, Stay humble. Entitlement is the death of every relationship. Entitlement is the death of every relationship. Yours with your family, your spouse, your kids, your, ah, your, you know, a nation, you know, and your relationship with the Father. It will destroy any sense of oneness. So if we're ready to humble ourselves, and the greatest among you is the servant, willing to serve one another, no matter what. And i got to say this last final couple things here is think about this. Really think about this. How was love measured? They've got these different, I heard somebody say this and I was reminded again the other day that there are love languages, right? Some people believe it's gifts. Some people believe it's affection. Some some people, their love, their love language is things you say to them. Some, you know, there's different love languages. But that may be your love language and you've got to communicate that. You've got to study each other and see what that love language is. And we can't put someone else in a box and think that their love language is ours. If we figure this out and we really help each other know that we're loved and we're not expecting a person to get it. I mean, we, we, we should, but we don't always get it. And there's a block. There's spiritual things at work here that keep us from being one with each other. If there is a bad idea in my head or in your head, it's going to keep me from understanding something about you or you me or vice versa and we've got to number one is humble the entitlement is destructive 
we're raised on this stuff. It's wrong. It has nothing to do with God's word. You know, the prodigal son, the prodigal daughter, is entitlement. Give me mine. Get out of my face. Give me. Oh, for God so loved the world, he gave his only son. Okay. He, he could have said, too bad for y'all. But he loved the world so much that he gave. If you love your whoever, your, your spouse, your love interest, your family, you give. You don't expect. Now, there's a line and a balance where we're, we understand there's boundaries and we're supposed to uh, give each other certain respects and, and certain uh, affections. But expecting something to go your way creates an opportunity to be disappointed. So take what is, or receive what is given, not take, but receive what is given, but always willing to give and grateful for everything given. Grateful is the next big one. Whatever someone gives you, if you magnify what they gave you, they'll want to give you more. As in the Father, gratitude, let us enter his gates with thanksgiving, his courts with praise. Now we're sons and daughters of God, so if we're made in his image, we thrive and we uh, we radiate and, and uh, energize on thanksgiving and praise just like he does do you want to be around anybody who isn't grateful no do you want to be around anybody who doesn't praise you for the things you've done right now satan will always accuse you and tell you what you didn't do right so we got to be careful like peter was very he didn't hadn't been had his senses trained what happened to peter was he didn't know he was being ungrateful the, the, the yeshua the savior the, the son of god who proclaimed was the son of god He's trying to rebuke him and tell him he doesn't know what he's doing. He wasn't grateful. He wasn't, um, he wasn't humble. He was trying to exalt himself in that moment. Satan was speaking through him, accusing him of not knowing what he was doing. Bottom line is this. Always be grateful. It's what I teach my children. It's what I teach anybody that disciples with me. Always be grateful. It's your ABG. Always be grateful. Gratitude grows. Ingratitude or unthankfulness or, ah, help me. Or um, expectancy, unrealistic expectations, creates a sense of decomposition or a breakdown of whatever you are showing ingratitude for. So if you're ungrateful for something someone is not providing for you, or not doing for you, or not showing you affection, or not giving you gifts, or taking you on vacations, or giving you uh, some sort of sensual or physical pleasure, or not able to are not doing what you want them to do, then you're creating in yourself an, your own torment by way of creating in yourself a disappointment. But if you are grateful, and the reason I keep hammering this because it is a massive key to your, uh, your joy and your enjoyment in this life, grateful for everything, always. You know, last thing, this is a heavy thing, but I got to say it. Some complained and they were destroyed by the destroyer who's the destroyer satan comes to steal kill and destroy so if we give him a place in us which is oh i don't have this oh i don't have that because of this this twisted culture we're living in in the states and other cultures too where we don't think we have something the lord is my shepherd i shall not want which means i'm happy with whatever he gives me he makes me lie down on green pastures right and uh, leaves me beside still waters i'm just grateful to be here i'm i'm excited and exuberant about what he's going to give next and and so it should be the same way with each other we should be grateful for what's given every hug every encouraging word 
every moment spent, we should always be happy and enjoying that moment. And that's what the Father gives us more. He wants to multiply it, but he can't if we're not doing what he said to do because he has terms. And if we're not doing things on his terms, there are terms and they're going to fail every single time. So remember, humble, stay humble, always be grateful. Don't have any kind of uh, ex you know, uh, unrealistic expectation. Okay, you know the basics are you know shelter over your head. Thank you, thank you, thank you so much because some people don't have it and they're struggling really bad. And I have, and I'm sure some many of you have too. You know to pay the bills and the cares of this world. You know, uh, and being humble, knowing that you can't exalt yourself above another person. And there's an order in a household where the man is the head, a woman is the uh, is the helper. And that, that, is, that is actually the, 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 uh, the best way I can put this is it's out of place. Most people don't understand. And women, especially in the, in the States and this culture, have not been trained to understand that that is a very holy and significant place of supporting a man and praying for him and whatever he's, he's put his, his hand to do because the Father is the one who's leading him if he is submitted to the Father. And if he's not, pray for him and he will. So uh, I could go on, but the, that's your takeaways, okay? Stay humble, y'all. Don't be expecting anything from anybody, and you won't be disappointed ever. And if you're thankful, you'll always be grateful. Your joy is just going to be, Yeshua said, how happy you'll be when you put these things into practice. Happiness is joy. It's, it's joy. What is it? Uh, the kingdom of God, the kingdom of heaven is peace, love, joy, and righteousness in the Holy Spirit, right? If you have the Holy Spirit, you have all these fruits. You're bearing fruit in yourself and through you and through the other person you're with. So it's more what you're giving than what you're getting because it is a gift. Gratitude is a gift you're giving to the other people. Unexpectancy and just not wanting and knowing that what you have is, is a massive blessing. You are blessed. You are blessed if you have uh, a heartbeat. You're blessed if you have breath. If you can hear this, if you are understanding any of this, you're blessed. And if you're not, listen to it again and pray and ask the Father to open your eyes and your spiritual eyes and your spiritual ears to see what He's saying through me because I realize this stuff through trial and error, through witnessing so many people in my life not understand the, the, uh, the simplicity of this. It's being humble, y'all. Humble yourselves. Turn from your wicked ways. What you think is right, what the culture thinks right. They're failing. You know, 70% or more marriages, both... Uh, both in and out of uh, the, the Christian circles, which is really supposed to be discipling, uh, are, are about the same. So uh, there's a disconnect. So I disconnected the dots, y'all. Okay. It is massive keys that will help you in any relationship. Promise. You're going to see a blessing. There's somebody I recommend out there if you haven't seen her. Um, April Cassidy, uh, the peaceful wife. This is specifically for women. Man, you should listen to it too. So she goes through this this... She said 14 years, this is the nutshell short part, 14 years of uh, trying to control her husband and not understanding humility, not understanding gratitude and some of these principles. And she said she realized it in one day, and one, she, it just hit her. She was praying and praying and praying, and the Holy Spirit revealed to her, you've been trying to control your husband. You've been trying to lord over him and trying to get him to do what you want. And that self-will, that's my terms, not the Father's terms. She realized this, and she said she cried for four days because she realized she's doing it wrong because the culture's doing it wrong and so she's actually got her youtube channel teaching this to women uh, all across the board so i highly recommend that for women and uh, for me for any man who's seeking out any of this wisdom i'm one of the only people i know talks about these things uh, there's other people that talk about it and they're usually more leaning towards more uh, of a uh, red pill type thing it's not that there's a balance but 
this is all about balance, y'all. You've been weighing the balance and been found wanting, he said to uh, King, uh, whatever his unusual name, I forget his name. Uh, but he, he, in the Bible, it says you've been found in the balance and, and found wanting. You know, The Father's weighing our hearts. He knows he wants to give us the kingdom. It's his good pleasure to give it to us, but he won't give it to us if we have an ulterior motive, if we're wanting, and we are wicked. Wickedness is when you want your way. This is not my world. I didn't build it. These aren't my terms. They're not your terms. You've got to come to a place of humility. Be humble. Humble yourself or you will be humbled in some way or another. And I can testify that I, 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 it's so easy to, to, to get to a place where we think that somebody else needs to be humble. But we need to examine ourselves. Remember the number one thing I said is examine yourself. It doesn't say examine your brother. Examine yourself to see if you are of the faith. If you really are who you say that you are. And if you are, you'll be going out of your way to submit to the Father and to, to be humble and to be teachable, and to be correctable. If you're not correctable, if you don't think that you need to change your wise ways, you are unwise, and you don't know right or left spiritually. You don't know how off balance you are. So, having said that, um, examine yourself, please. It'll help you. Listen to this again. Uh, I'm going to read this through real quick, uh, and this is what I wrote last night. I know it's kind of wordy, but uh, it, just, it just came out. Okay, it's a, it's amazing how long I've lived. This was at, um, like I said, about two in the morning. Uh, it's, it's amazing how long I've lived, the grace that has been given to me, and the depths of forgiveness that wash me with new mercies every day. They're, it's simply astounding. I've done my best to live a good life, failed miserably, and known the cold isolation of rejection from those I hoped would endure with me until we could taste the sweet joy of seeing it through. I've danced in the song of love so glorious, seen the echoes of eternity in the eyes in eyes that let me see deeper than I could, could ever hope to glimpse this side of heaven's light. Touched the fire that burns memories that I dare not speak, held the radiant glow of love so close that I did not want to let it go and I never will. These lips have spoken flames of heaven and hell, yet survived to speak again. Somehow this heart has felt the rage of lust's dark crave and still lives and knows how wicked it could be. I keep getting notifications on my phone. I'm going to read a little bit further on down here. It could be... Um, Uh, bear with me. Uh, these arms have embraced the riches of untold fortunes that can never be counted or measured by human comprehension. The, the mere thought of even trying to is futile and misplaced, like counting the stars or grains of sand. These hands have grazed escapes of infinite pleasure that stay hidden in the secret place. I cannot describe what I have, have been shown or witnessed in the spirit. No words can frame the wonderful knowledge that has unlimited capacity beyond what is seen, heard, or felt. Senses fail. I have just begun to see in, in how deep and wide his love is for me. When the world is so blind to see who you really are, he whispers, I do. He knows who we are. All right, I'm going to finish up a little bit more here. If there is another who knows his love and understands how to give it to others, they are my family and I'm theirs. 
So few really know him, how much he loves us all. So few know how to let him love, his love, flow through them to those who need the life-giving waters only he can provide that never dry up or run out. His love is endless and does not expect recompense or service rendered. Never. This is what we all hope for, but who can be the one to give it out of the bounties of heaven's rivers of living water? Who can be the one to give out of the boundary, the bounties of heaven's rivers of living water? His kingdom on earth as it is in heaven? It's a question mark there. Who can do that? This heart still believes. With a grateful heart, I enjoy. I will enjoy all that it, that is given, and never expect more that is given. Uh, this is heaven's mystery that multiplies infinite pleasure, that can only be reciprocated by humble hearts. A little bit more here. it is when love agape grows two hearts together it's the hope of all creation it's up to us you and I must kneel to see the light of truth in each other's eyes there is no other way choose me or we mine or ours and I'm going to stop there and say this Yeshua said this all I have is yours, and all you have is mine. What is that? That's everything. We're supposed to share it, y'all. Poverty and true riches are of the Spirit. Does a poor man love his family less than one of great riches? I'm going to find out where I was. Oh, in love never gives up leaves or changes its mind it's all the way through it all even if i die trying blood sweat and tears no matter what real no matter what real love so many claim but prove otherwise that is as close as our own heartbeat but is overlooked by the fantasy we hold on to even if it means the death of a real living vibrant and enduring agape which means equals at all times love. This is the tragedy of most, because fairy tales are the drug of choice at the expense of a lifelong love that grows deeper, richer, and brighter when we make the investment in our own future instead of rolling the dice with our next best bet. Almost done. I still believe somewhere she waits and understands the mystery of agape love that is rooted in eternal abundance that rages to give in humble gratitude for what is given sees with merciful eyes of grace that always hopes with childlike faith oh this is what our hearts were made for all right hopefully i didn't skip around too much but um that's pretty much it y'all um if you have any comments please leave them uh, I'd like to know your thoughts on what I just said and what I just wrote or read that I wrote and I'll put that below here too um, maybe I'll put a Facebook link to it but 
that's it y'all um, the takeaway is you've got to examine yourself to see if you need to change we're always outwardly <clears throat> projecting how someone else needs to change it means we need to examine yourself y'all okay um, I've asked my, myself and I've asked the father repeatedly over the last 10 years what's wrong with me <laughs> I said that when I was a kid then I begin to understand, hey, this is what's wrong with you. This is what you can make, make right by seeking the Father every night, every day, and asking Him to direct my steps. I'm not leaning to my own understanding. I'll acknowledge Him in all my ways, and He'll direct my steps. By faith, I trust Him, and He will. He'll lead us all. He'll lead us all to safety. In the coming days, He will bring people together who love each other, and, and uh, the meek will inherit the earth, y'all. Meek, not the exalted. People think all day long they exalt themselves. They're only exalted for a short time, and then they'll they'll fall. You know, the meek will inherit the earth. Those who are humble, those who love their neighbor as theirself, and go out of their way to help each other and endure, no matter what, endure. Love endures. It always hopes. It never gives up. Never leaves. Um, I'll never leave you. I'll never forsake you. So if if I have the Father in me, I'll never leave and never forsake anyone. Uh, even though they leave me a thousand times, I will never leave them. So that's pretty much it. I had a bug crawl up about that same time. We've had some really unusual uh, weather. <laughs> We've had, um, sorry, um, this will be on my live, but uh, I'm going to go ahead and wrap, uh, wrap it up. And uh, that's pretty much it. Know this, y'all. Know this, that it's up to you. It's up to me. It is really up to each of us to do what he said to do. You can't expect someone else to do it. You've got to be the one to do it. The most mature person is the one who takes the first step. Is the one who says, I'll do it. I'll be humble. I won't exalt myself. I will love my neighbor as myself. I will love no matter what. I'm going to hold on to this person because this person is a son or a daughter of God. And, and we're going to spend eternity together. So I want to show the world what this looks like. The world's watching me and you. Uh, this isn't just for you and I. This is for the next generation. However many more there are left. This is for, for, for sowing into our own future. Because how else will they know unless we're actually doing this? We've got to love our neighbor as ourselves. We've got to carry out his will on earth as it is in heaven. Deny ourselves. Take up our cross. Follow him. Do what he did. Lay down our lives for our brothers and sisters. And, and not want, you know. Uh, we don't need all the stuff the world says we need. Okay? Contact me if you have any uh, comments. You can always uh, email me directly, disciplesheart1, that's a digit one, at gmail.com. Uh, the information will be below on the uh, description. And uh, make sure you check out my other videos and subscribe. You subscribe, you'll be able to see my future uploads. A lot of stuff's going to be happening in the next few weeks and months, and uh, I'll keep you guys updated. I'm putting together a community here locally, meet twice a week, and I will continue to meet, meet uh, uh, and we need to get together in these crazy times. You don't wait till the last second to throw, throw together a community. You make the community when the times aren't really, really crazy because you're not going to know who your enemies are. You're not going to know who to trust until you go through seasons with them and uh, until you pray, until you reach out, until you help each other. So that's it, guys. I love you. This is Eric Walker, Disciples Heart. Um, and uh, that's it okay I love you and I mean it